Thank you for joining us on Love That VoiceOver, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone in depth. I am your shaky beauty ghost. Love that Rebecca. Hey now, it's Dave Fennoy. Keep listening to Love That VoiceOver. Are we there yet? My pants feel squishy. Oh, sorry, okay. And with that, we enter the show. Welcome, everybody, you beautiful, fabulous, sexy people. We have with us the very talented Mark Grau. Welcome, Mark. Welcome. Sadly, she couldn't get real talent, so I'm filling in today, but that's good. I feel good about it. It's Monday here, so life's good. Mark is a professional American voice actor as well as the owner of the Mark Grau voiceover recording studios in Burbank, California. Have I got that correct? <laughs> yeah, actually, it's a little bit of voice stuff and, and uh, a little bit of studio stuff or a lot of both, thankfully. And yeah, it's been good. I've been doing this forever. So life is good. Mark uh, has a recording studio that is recognized worldwide as a leader in voiceover recording. I got this off the website. Can you tell? For all types of VO and more, your studio according to your website, has won two Grammys, a Clio, Mm -hmm. International Radio Festival, Gold Awards, Crystal Communicator Awards, Silver Mics, and a Telly Award. Wow. That just simply says we love hype and insincerity. (laughs) It's wonderful. No way. (laughs) Really? Did you hear that about the – are the phones ringing? (laughs) No, it's not working. Oh, well. I have to tell you – Yes, sadly, we've been here long enough that, yes, all that's true, which is kind of scary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You don't sound that old. I like you a lot better now. This is wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Give me a minute. Okay. Now you sound old. Uh Uh-oh. Did I just make that noise? Hi, Grandpa. You did. Okay, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Mark, you have this amazing credit list under the IMDB website. Um, Your list of work is longer than my arm. Scratch that. It's longer than my leg. I mean, you have a list that is so cool. And I'm sure you're doing all of these things at the same time because you're not nearly old enough to have this long list of credits. Um, See, that's what it is. (laughs) Simultaneous voiceover. I knew Marconi, damn it. No, I'm not that old. I just feel like it some morning. (laughs) You do video games, animated TV series, characters, narrating television series, and then you throw in promos and commercials. Hello. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's well, it's interesting. You know, the, the voiceover business just in general, um, what you really need to do is find that slice that that you feel comfortable in and that you're good in. And then you can expand upon that. I think a lot of people go into this business assuming you need to do everything and be jack of all trades. And, you know, you, you really don't. I mean, everybody has separate demos and stuff, but that's not really a, a, a requirement. If you do animation voices and you're good at them and that's your strong suit, then great. On the other hand, if you're, you know, in the in the Midwest or something here in the, in the States, it probably is going to behoove you to go more in the vein of a commercial situation just because there's going to be more of that kind of work. There's not going to be a lot of animation in the Midwest. Right. Where like out here in L.A., you've got Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon and DreamWorks and Disney and all, you know, Electronic Arts and Blizzard. I mean, there's a, a load of video game and, and animation companies. So, Yeah, you are in Hollywood, basically. You are yeah, in the yeah, mix yeah. of it. Hey, this is Rebecca. If you'd like to promote a charity or a special event nonprofit, I'd be really happy to put some information for you in the podcast. Either send me the information via email or send me an MP3 I can just throw in. 30 seconds or less. Thanks for listening. And now, back to the podcast. 
And you have a lot of game credits, too. Um, what are the notable projects that you feel most proud about? Um, <laughs> um, there's a, a video game that I did years and years and years ago called Hotel Mario, which I think was actually rated as one of the worst games ever in the history of video games. Oh, my games. gosh. And I actually did uh, Mario and Luigi's voice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> And uh, they've actually used cutscenes and things for it. There's things all over the the internet where they've. I mean, it goes from silly cartoony stuff to guys' home videos to porno to you know where they've actually lifted the audio and put this in over the top. Of it. Oh my god! And, uh, so it's like cult video game iconism. But uh, you know, it's it's funny how some things become you know somewhat uh, iconic. Um, yeah, we also did um, Skyrim here. We recorded here, which was the game of the year for 2011. Or, oh, you know, sweet. which was a, a huge big obviously. Huge. And, you know, New Vegas and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's interesting in that I'm not a gamer, so I, I don't play games. Um, I do a lot of stuff. Uh, oh, goodness, all the dead guys on Warcraft. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and uh, there's a, a, a franchise called Ratchet and Clank, which I guess is a, a big thing if you're a gamer. I play Mr. Zircon on that, which is kind of fun. So there's all kinds of Mr. Zircon quotes. Well, it's just funny. You don't really realize how stuff hits. You're just in a room whipping out lines. And being you know, a character. How does Mr. Z- keeping your fi- right. How does Mr. Zircon sound? Mr. Zircon no like little fishies. <laughs> and it's kind of silly. Mr. Zircon think you're gay. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> No, just kind of, well, needless to say, there's, there's a lot of tasteless outtakes during the sessions, which is fun. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just a big boot. It's actually funny because it's a little tiny robot. I thought, how wonderful I actually got my own action figure. Oh, oh my God, God I made that it. is so, so sweet. Does he have characteristics like you physically? Um, in some aspects. No, okay. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. It's just no. He's a little animated robot that just, but he's got he's like got all these huge weapons and things that he flies in and, and just throws these lines out constantly and then sings a little bit. You know, one little, two little, three little, kill you. You know that kind of stuff. <laughs> and he rhymes really well too. <laughs> Some titles that you are working on or have worked on: Metal Gear Rising, the role, uh, the roles of Warden Six, Clyde Rose, and the MP voice for the new Sony PlayStation game. Resistance 3 as the super mutant in the upcoming video game Fallout New Vegas. You mentioned that. And that has a couple of big names in there. Danny Trejo, Matthew Perry, Ron Perlman, people we all know. Um, Are you working with any of these folks or are they doing it as separate voiceover recording sessions? We're very lucky because, again, having the studio here and having been here as long as we have, it's it's kind of like a neighborhood bar at this point. So everybody feels very comfortable. Um, you know, Ron Perlman has been in with a few different projects. Joe Montaigne is a good buddy, and he brings us stuff. And Ed Asner, I, there's a, you know, we've just been very fortunate in that respect. It, it just shows they have no taste whatsoever, and that's why they still come here, which God bless them. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I'm speechless when you say that because it's so funny. If people haven't checked out Mark's page on Facebook or the studio's page, all we ever see are all these photos of Mark and totally 
totally big celebrity names, women, men. Um, are they all coming in to do voiceover stuff, or are they just coming to talk to you? Well, you know, it's interesting. We've just been very fortunate in that respect. Some um, feel comfortable with me directing them for auditions. I don't know why. Don't tell them that. Um, <laughs> you know, so th- and, and again, you know, some um, we've just been lucky enough that that a lot of people feel very comfortable here, and and we've had so many people in and out that it's you know, I word travels and. We've just been very fortunate in that respect. You know, we have everybody fooled, so don't tell them. I won't tell them anything, but I just I love the wall idea. I have this idea of all these photos up on a wall, and it's like floor to ceiling, from door to corner of the wall, around the next wall. I mean, is that how they look? Yeah, yeah there's, I don't know how many, I'm sure, I don't know, maybe close to a thousand. Yeah, I was going to say hundreds know. at least. I don't something like that. I don't know. No, what you, what you should do is yeah. put a picture of just a wall with all these photos, just so we get a sense of the studio, because that would be really cool. It makes me feel like a bar, you know, in that way. You're right. It's like the place that everybody goes where they know your name. Anybody get that reference? We've been just very fortunate, you know, over the years working with a, a very funny story of, of all the people in the world. Charlton Heston felt very comfortable Aww. here. Um, he would come in and do a lot of his biblical CD-ROM stuff and, and the DVDs. Mm. And he just felt comfortable. So he literally would show up in his robe and slippers and hang out in the back, even if he wasn't here working. He would just sit and, <laughs> and read the paper and drink coffee wow. back in the kitchen. That's <laughs> a, really awesome. People, is Is that... It, you know, it's like, yeah, that's, that's you know. That's, that's um, him. <laughs> in fact, I think of my, this is a, a t- one of the funniest outtakes I probably, can I, can, well, it's it's bad language, but I'll throw it in and you can bleep it if you need to. Yes, I can bleep it. He's doing a to. biblical CD-ROM and had his coffee sitting there on the table with him. And Charlton goes, and God looked down and said, and he knocked his coffee over and went, fuck. Oh, shit. I was like, <laughs> well, thank you, Moses. I don't remember what book that was from, but <laughs> so, so we have... We've got tons of, of those kinds of things, obviously, a, a whole vault full of them, which is kind of fun. So, Yeah, yeah. Tell us about yourself. Tell us how you got into this and what moment you realized this is it. This is the thing for you. How'd that happen? Well, I was born a gay Asian man in Whittier. <laughs> and she- you were born a man? Wow. Tell us the real um, story. Stop lying. Actually, I was born at, at Queen of Angels uh, Hospital in Hollywood, California. Oh, wow. So I was actually born in Hollywood. Oh, my God. Probably doesn't, you don't hear that real often. No. Um, my dad used to anchor news at Channel 5 here, KTLA. So I grew up around that. In fact, I used to watch uh, Dawes Butler and Stan Freeberg doing a live puppet show called Time for Beanie. Oh, my God. Uh, That's cool. I mean, if you're raised, it's just, you know, if you're raised around that, you don't really, you just kind of, you know, take it for granted and go, okay, cool. And that's just kind of, you know, it's your childhood. Right. Um, so basically then I, I, you know, left, I, I did radio for ages. Couldn't, I was always in trouble. This was long before the Howard Stearns and Mark and Brian's and all of that. And the door would fly open and go, I can't believe you just said that on the air. Now I apologize to the Chevy dealers. It was, <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Um, but I always loved doing production. And so I was, you know, never any major, it was, you know, Wyoming, Colorado, Utah, Oregon, Washington, San Francisco, San Diego, you know, North San Diego County, I just, you know, minimal station stuff. Right. Um, 
I basically came back up here and kind of BSed my way into a music studio, um, which was called Cherokee. It was a huge music studio. This was like the iconic studio of LA and Hollywood back in late 70s, 80s. Um, every, I mean, we're talking Michael Jackson, Pat Benatar, Motley wow. Crue. I mean, if, you know, if you were a big major, you know, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, wow. I mean, this, this was these plays. Um what they ended up doing was opening Studio 5 as a media studio there, producing specifically radio and TV spots. So that's kind of how I got my feet wet. Um, the first gig was Warner Brothers came in, Warner Brothers Records, with Van Halen's first album wow. to do a spot for it. Now, this was back when the band showed up, management showed up. They must have had, you know, 18, 20 people in the control room, all the girls <laughs> that looked like they were dead with black fingernail <laughs> polish, black hair, black this, black that, you know. They were doing um, that back then with Van Halen? I thought they'd be red polish. Oh, wow. Okay. But, well, no, it's, so it, anyway, it was a, a kind of a daunting test. I mean, that was my first big, it was That's like, wow, pretty I mean, scary. It's, it's Warner Brothers Records. Oh, my God, you know, sweaty palm time. Yeah. And the guy was trying to patch an effect. And I go, well, you know, man, if you do this, and he turns around in this room full of people and goes, you know what? I'd really appreciate it if you shut your mean mouth and stay out of this. Right brain wanted to knock him off the chair. Left brain turned, you know, nine shades of red. Oh, my God. <laughs> and thankfully, I went with left brain and just turned colors. Yeah. They finished but, and I was listening to it. It was like, it was high price talent. Um, in fact, I think it was Ernie Anderson back then. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it was a van, you know, their very first album. It was good, but it, it, it just didn't, it was like it was all right. So basically what I did was not exactly kosher. Um, when I mixed their, you know, they did their mixes and stuff and wanted me to send a thing over to them. I actually went in and voiced my own spot um, and produced a completely different spot. And tacked it on the end of this stuff. And Warner Brothers called and went, yeah, what the, what is this on the end of this? And, the, and it was like, I, I apologize. I realized I probably, and they went, no, no, I, we, we, we like what you did. And I had the Warner Brothers records as an account for almost 20 years. Wow. I'm right up in AOL bottom. And we did all of their radio shows, their promo stuff, concert stuff, commercial stuff for new releases. And at that point, Warner Brothers had, it was Warner Brothers, Geffen, Sire, Paisley Park, Quest, Metal Blade. I mean, they Everything. had just a litany yeah. of people they, you know, distributed yeah. for all of the Atlantic stuff. So it, it was a really, really nice gig. And that kind of opened the doors to us having a ton of one-on-one -on -one interviews um, with a lot of, of really top um, music people as well, doing yeah. interview shows for radio and stuff and cutting those up. So, yeah, it kind of, you know, worked in. And then also... When I left uh, Cherokee, I actually bought Studio 5 from them and put this in a guest house. Um, this was in East Hollywood behind a Yugoslavian landlord who had come out. I don't care what. I live in this country six years. Mark, your cat shut my yard. I don't care what. I sue you. I, don't, I live here now. You know, like, oh, that's, welcome to America. Uh, and so uh, basically half this little guest house was the studio and steadily got bigger and bigger there. Um, and the Yugoslavian? Yeah, actually, well, he was getting bigger, too. Um, <laughs> no, we actually moved out of the the little guest house into, the, I think, the first commercial building was on North Gramercy Place between uh, the Hollywood Freeway and Western. That's awesome. And, I, geez, I don't know, it was like 650 square feet. And it was like, oh, my God, you know, I, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. And then doubled in size there, tripled in size there, then moved out here. So it basically was, you know, we now have— uh, it's a pretty massive. It's about, I, you know, 15,000 square feet total, you know, two stories. Yeah. Um, studios and an ADR stage. And not, it's been quite a ride. So we've been very, very lucky in that respect. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Tune in for the next one. 